And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. So Bud Light knocked out of the top ten of America's most popular beers. Wow. Wow. Uh, It was a survey, okay? It's All a right. survey conducted by YouGov for the second quarter of 2023. Shows Bud Light dropping from ninth spot in 2022. Okay. That was just... Hmm. They were in ninth spot as the most popular beer. Okay. In a survey. Uh, to tying for 14th with Pabst Blue Ribbon. They still make Blue Ribbon? <laughs> <I know. laughs> Yeah, it it uh, really so, gets back to sales, you know. Yeah, sales is what matters. Surveys don't matter. Yeah, it's it's what the what the actual sales. Uh, the good news is, is there are probably some bargains to be had on Bud Light and Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Maybe soon Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, I saw their market value drop. Yeah, I did. I did see. Uh, and this is that. ice cream season. You know, yes. that's the thing. If you're going to just, you know, throw your own company under the bus, do it during peak season. <laughs> I, I did see the one Native American chief came forward and said, oh, by the way, their headquarters, that's our land. Yeah, right. Exactly. We have not yet been contacted by Ben and Jerry's right. about any type of negotiation to sell their headquarters back to us. Well, and I saw well, not that, sell their head, but, right. but give their headquarters yeah. back to us. Right. Well, and I saw that they donated a million dollars to the cause, essentially. But a million? No, give it all back. Well, you donate them. Well, you're trying to buy them off. Well, and, and, and wouldn't you give everything? Wouldn't you just say, here's our company? Right. Here's every belonging, everything I have of value. If I'm a liberal, yes, I would expect that. Yes. If you're saying we need to give everything back, well, then I expect you to be the first in line. Right. 
That's not unfair to ask. Right. If you're asking the entire United States to dissolve itself, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know what else I, 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 I don't would, know what else he's asking. Ultimately, for. if <laughs> you're going to do it right, you you want to do it thoroughly. I mean, yes. Don't go half measure. And do it during the Biden administration. The Biden administration was the last presidential administration before we dissolve the nation because Ben and Jerry told us to. Right. Be great for the you, you history give, history books. You well, give you give back your chunky and your monkey. <laughs> if you're going to, you you do the whole measure. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was just I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. That was one of the things that made me really laugh on vacation. Yeah. I, I just said to myself, my God, is there any there's no self-awareness. None. There, there really is none, none, none. Uh, whatsoever. Wouldn't I mean, that even research that. Hey, what about our company headquarters? What about where we are? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing that shows you what he's not really concerned about. it. No. No, I mean the virtue because the well, first that's thing, virtue signaling. It, exactly. Yeah. If you were actually concerned about it, you would say, "Well, my gosh, this might start with me." Hold on a second. What what about the land my company is on? The company I co-founded. What what have I done? Right? He didn't care about that. Clearly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I I found that, and and the thing is, and we had discussed it years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would have been. Uh, I I forgot what it was. I can't remember. Uh, had had to do with something, you know, similar to that. And and we had gone through the history. I remember. I remember doing the research and going through the Indian Wars, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going through the number of just to stop that argument because again. The left doesn't actually look. They take, they'll take, they take a part of history and ignore the... Let's take 10% of history, ignore the other 90%, right? which may blow away our narrative coming from the 10% of history that we're telling you about, mm-hmm. but we're just going to focus on one part of it. Right. And so Rich Lowry did, a, I think, a great point as we read it, or a great uh, article on it earlier, as we as we pointed out. But it's something that you and I did over a decade ago. It was a long time ago. I remember just doing the research for that and saying, okay, you know, what land was here and who was there before it? What Indian, you know, what Indian tribe defeated another Indian tribe, pushed them off their land and pushed mm-hmm. them off their land? Means There's been a battle for territory since the beginning. Right. Yeah. There still is today. And, and, and the left, it's like whatever Native American tribe uh, was you know, was pushed off when the Europeans came across. That's it. We only look at that. We don't look before that. Well, you can't. You can't be intellectually honest. You cannot be looking for morality in your viewpoint if you're not willing to look at the totality of the human experiences through different societies, which, again, have all done the exact same thing. And it's not to dismiss any injustices along the way. There have no, been it's many. not. No, it's not. But you have to ask yourself, okay, at this point, who is responsible? 
And that's what it comes down to. And we've had these conversations for many, many years. But it's thoughtless when you say it and you promote it and pretend like you're going to be the leader of it. And then all of a sudden realize that you're the company you helped to start actually is headquartered on the same land you say was it, stolen. It's uh, th- that, And that's the humorous thing. It's almost as if they don't realize, well, we own property in the United States. Right. Wherever we right. live, there isn't right. anyone yeah. in the United States who doesn't own a piece of property. That belonged to somebody else. That belonged to somebody else at some other point. Right. And so every and to not have that self awareness, I think, is the fascinating thing. They are so into the virtue signaling mm-hmm. that they'll leave themselves open to uh, hilarious cross examination down the road, right? And not very long down the road. Yeah. So. Right during peak ice cream season. Yes. <laughs> Way to go, genius. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, because he thought clearly, oh, this is going to help us look good. It's going to help me look good. Did you think it through? And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Just going through the the Babylon Bee. Ben and Jerry announced Native Americans may exchange white man's scalp for a free pint of Chunky. Wow. It's just brutal. Mm. What's the other one I saw? Democrats confused by parades where everyone wears clothes and don't swing sex toys around. <laughs> and, of course, it shows a 4th of July parade. Yeah, all right. Last week, but. Yeah. Well, you know, but, but we've seen that uh, in years past about anything that celebrates America. Yeah, exactly. We can't be right. proud. We can't celebrate. Yeah, you can. 
Well, I think, you know, I, I think most people of reason look and realize that society of today is not like society of four and 500 years ago. No, no, and, we've made and, great strides. And, and we have made great strides, but you look at the, you look at those people and you look at the founding fathers and the constitution of the United States and understand the process and the evolution mm. of what was there 200 years before what was there during the constitution you know, the, the Constitutional Convention, when we came up with the Constitution, and where we are today, and what led us to this particular point. Mm-hmm. And you cannot look at, you know, to go, I know we're going back, but we weren't here last week, but you can't look at Independence Day and not recognize, like you can't ignore the Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore these things as if they were meaningless. Right. You have to understand that those were advancements in society and huge advancements in society that led us to where we are today. Well, and when but when you live in the bubble of today, there was no yesterday. Then you have to you have to ignore history. And you have to rewrite history in order to create this narrative in order to create uh, a, a a delusional place to live in, then you've got to make history delusional as well. You've got to be delusional about what you pick and choose out of history. No one is trying to dismiss any injustices along the way. Have we improved as a nation? Have we improved uh, as a society? I, I don't think uh, I, I I don't know any conservative that would wish to ignore when you when you are con- because this is the thing. Well, conservatives wish to ignore history. That's the last thing I want to do, because if you're a conservative, you believe in individual rights. Mm-hmm. You believe in the autonomy of a human being. So you don't believe in racism. You don't judge people by skin color. You ju- So where we got to now. This is what the left tries to portray and Democrats try to portray is it's Republicans that are racist and Republicans that don't want to see the advancement. Yet, if you go into the ideology of the Democratic Party versus the majority of the Democratic Party versus the majority of the Republican Party, Mm. uh, that the majority of the Democratic Party believes in identity politics. Right. They believe that you judge a person by the group that they're in. This isn't we're not making this up. The Democrats know it. Tim Ryan, when he ran against Nancy Pelosi, Mm -hmm. said that's the biggest problem they have, identity politics. What is identity politics? All blacks must be liberal. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a conservative black. No, you're not truly black. Right. That's racism. Yeah. Because we view the autonomy of the human being. And as we know, anti-racism has become the new racism. Critical race theory, the belief that the culture was the culture of racism was so great for white people that they're all racist and we must structure society uh you know that way all of our laws must be based on the fact that whites are racist mm-hmm. which again is ridiculous right. wouldn't be further from the truth and if and you're I, not white you will always be oppressed which is to say also that you can never you can never make, make it make it 
that you can't do it without the government's help. And the goal of reach of what we have always looked for, which would be Martin Luther King's goal. Autonomy of the individual, you judge them by the content of their character. And because we're in talk radio, the substance of their argument. Mm -hmm. But character is covers all of that, really, because character is about are you searching for truth? Right. And do you really believe in the autonomy of the individual? We do. So I never want to forget those times ever in our society where we did not view all people as autonomous. That we attach them to a group. Right. And then demonize that group. Because we've seen what happens in the history of the world when you demonize groups, don't haven't we? Mm-hmm. There have been enough life's lessons. So if you're a conservative, you've looked at those lessons that we have learned in history and say, no, I believe in individual rights in the and believing in individual rights means you believe in the autonomy of a human being. Right. I judge them by them and nothing else. Yep. That's the ultimate goal and should always be the ultimate goal. And that's not the ultimate goal of liberals today. Not even close. Eight six six ninety red eye. Like maple syrup on your pancakes and waffles? If so, the news from Lance Honig of USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service is lower production of maple syrup this season, a 15% year-over-year decline. He says the driver behind that is lower production in the major maple syrup production state, Vermont. Vermont is far and away the leading producing state when it comes to maple syrup. In fact, this past year, they accounted for about 47% of the total taps across the country, nearly 50%. The production in the Green Mountain State down 500 gallons from the previous year. Price of crop value-wise for maple syrup. The new price and value information that we're publishing really tags back to the 2022 crop. With maple syrup price down $1.20 a gallon year over year, and crop value up by almost $40,000 from the previous year. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. In Trudeau Radio, he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Now, since they just say 50 cent, can you say 50 cent now, or is it still 50 cent? I The rapper. Yeah, I I, I get my coins mixed up when okay. it comes to Then rapper rap. Curtis ja- Jackson. Okay. Also known that as makes it easier. 50 cent addressed mm-hmm. a Los An- the Los Angeles crime crisis last week in response to the reinstatement of zero bail policy. Jackson shared uh, a segment uh, on Fox about the zero bail policy. Uh, He said, L.A. is finished. Watch how bad it gets out there. Shaking my head. Well, critics say the policy which came back in May after ending In July of 2022, 
is spiking violent crime in the Golden State. How could it not be? I saw one, uh, who was it, Barbara Lee in, uh, Representative Barbara Lee, mm. saw one of the Sunday morning news shows, just asked about the economy. You willing to defend Bidenomics? Didn't say she was. Just talked about how horrible the economy is and how bad inflation is well, <laughs> and how people can't yeah. afford to live in California. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you didn't say Bidenomics stinks. You just said everything stinks. Right. <laughs> you didn't put it in Biden's corner, but of course no. it is. Yeah. And look, uh, the whole uh, bail reform policy was was bound to end this way. Because when there's no fear that you're going to be behind bars for long, you're going to keep doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and expect crime to be on the rise. And this is exactly where it goes over and over again. Well, I I think it's very important for everybody to know, because sometimes you and I are one of our major beefs about Republicans and conservatives. You'll have the Democrats repeat the same thing over and over and over again. And finally, you see that the public is buying into it. Right. Yeah. And Republicans will come out and say, no, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. And then they're done. Mm-hmm. And as we stated, this fight uh, that we have against the mindset and the behavior and the legislation that is wanted by liberals is something that you're going to have to fight for the rest of your life. Yeah, you see right. that even though they know crime is going to go up in Los Angeles, oh, yeah. They don't care. No, they don't. They what don't are they do. doing about it in San Francisco? Nothing. Are they going to go in and and vote a bunch of conservatives locally into office? Nope. Never going to happen. Not in our lifetime. Nope. But on a national level, this fight is never ending. No. Because you can exactly. see they're not giving up their insane policies. Nope. to listen again with our podcast available on our app and at redeyeradioshow.com and he is Eric Hurley and I'm Gary McNamara good morning download our Red Eye Radio app today you can listen when and where you want to the show and thank you at your time you choose the time yep uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer sent a letter to the Secret Service Director on Friday requesting a briefing on the details surrounding the discovery of cocaine in the White House as the committee investigates what happens. The presence of illegal drugs in the White House is unacceptable and a shameful moment in the White House's history, Comer said in the letter. Secret Service uniformed officers last Sunday Around 6 p.m., discovered a plastic baggie of white powdery substance in the West Wing during a routine patrol, which prompted an evacuation of the White House and a dispatch of the D.C. Fire Department hazmat team who first identified the substance as cocaine. According to the Secret Service, the plastic baggie was found 
in a cubby at the entrance for staffers and official visitors, which leads to the lower level of the white West Wing, which is near the Situation uh, Room. That was not what was originally said, mm. as we know, uh, that, um, uh, you know, White House officials insisted the area was heavily trafficked, but even MSNBC acknowledged that the area is limited. Comer wrote, the alarming development requires a committee to assess White House security practices and determine uh, whose failure led to an evacuation of the building and finding of an illegal substance. The committee requests the U.S. Secret Service provide us additional information. Hmm. The Committee on Oversight and Accountability uh, is a uh, principal is the principal oversight committee of the U.S. House of Representatives and has broad authority to investigate any matter at any time under House rules, he uh, added and said Congress uh, funds the Secret Service. Hmm. Right. So we also have accountability over that. What a cluster that is right now. For well, the, the, the White House, the, the big moment was late last week when Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked specifically by a New York Post reporter, you know, is the cocaine, uh, you know, is the the uh, was the cocaine, uh, I guess, not owned by but by possessed. Was it possessed by any member of the Biden family? And she never said no. Right. And there's the thing is that they already they know the answer right now. They know they, they've known likely from the first hours that this occurred. Right. Likely before mm-hmm. we knew anything about it, they knew who it was. It's not a huge mystery. You can pare it down to the probabilities that someone with, it, it comes down to someone with great access brought cocaine into the White House. Hunter's the first one that comes to mind. And the reason is, is because he's had a massive drug problem, including cocaine. And if it's not Hunter, then that person would have been found and fired by now. You can't tell me that this is some kind of massive mystery that will never be solved They can trace this thing and could trace this thing from the very beginning. They understand who has access to the point where, uh, uh, to the location where it was found. And if it's not Hunter, that person would have been gone. So it's somebody with great access. One listener says, well, uh, some cabinet members have access like families, but not to that extent. They may have a different protocol when it comes to search. The family has a very different protocol. So, regardless, they know. They know who it belongs to. And if they wanted to get ahead of this, because you would. If it wasn't Hunter, you would want to put somebody out there to demonstrate, hey, this wasn't Hunter and this is the person responsible, and they were let go, even if you didn't name them. 
the person has rights. We're not going to put information about them, but they have been let go. Well, why can't they do that even if they were lying about it? Well, because everybody right. surrounding them and, knows that you can't do that, and they would know who it was. And like everything else, they ooze of suspicion that they are guilty of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, by not answering any questions, the president hasn't answered any question on it, just smiles right. and scoffs or whatever. Right. Right. Instead of the president coming out and stating, it's a very serious situation, we're going to get to the bottom uh, uh, of this. Was it, was it, uh, w- w- did that belong to any member of the Biden family? Absolutely not, would be your response, right? Right. You haven't gotten that. What you've gotten is Corrine Jean-Pierre. You know, you first you got the, think about this. First, you got the Hatch Act excuse, which was completely and totally bizarre from the other White House uh, aide mm-hmm. who said, well, I can't discuss it because of the Hatch Act. Hatch Act's got nothing to do with this it seems that this white house has no idea what the hatch act is about right because when they violated it they didn't know and when they don't violate it they believe they may be violating yeah. it. so apparently somebody has to <laughs> give them a quick le- lesson about the hatch act but you had that the uh, first then you had when biden did you see him when he was walking to the helicopter i, I Forgot what network I was watching it on, but they they played the whole thing. Mm. He was asked about the cocaine, and just he just kept walking. And the peep, the reporters are screaming about it, and he keeps walking. Why don't right. you turn around and say, "Yeah, I understand why you're concerned about it because anthrax could get in or something like that, and that would be a concern because it is a white powder. And if that white powder got in, security uh, the security for the White House is is uh, ex- extremely important. So we're going to get to the bottom of this." And we're going to find out who did it, but no, it was not uh, in possession of of uh, any member of the family. And we understand because one of the members of the family did have problems, you know, have did have drug problem, which they have publicly acknowledged. And so, of course, suspicion goes there. But that's erroneous to have that suspicion, right? Yep, that's how you would answer that question, yep. Green Jean Pierre, when she was asked the question precisely: Was that cocaine? Did that belong to a member of the Biden family? Never said no, said it's irresponsible to ask these questions because the White House wasn't here. Nobody from the White House first family was here on Friday or Saturday or Sunday. What's the first thing we find out? They were there till late Friday. Mm -hmm. So they were there Friday. So the first thing that comes out from the opposition is she's lying. Why is she lying? Not even getting to the point. Well, it doesn't matter whether they were there. Did they leave the cocaine there at another time? Right. And how often is it checked? Right. But you think about it. It's been eight days now. Well, okay, a little over seven days because it was discovered. Yeah. Uh, almost uh, getting close to seven and a half days. Mm-hmm. And they're claiming they still have no idea, which means the security breach, as far as we know in the public, is still there. Yeah. That it's possible to do it again because we don't know. We've learned nothing on it, and we're told maybe by today we're going to learn something on it. Mm-hmm. But everything that was brought out last week, I went through the number of CNBC, oh, audio cuts out there of CNBC saying, well, you know, uh, law enforcement uh, officials or, you know, our sources are telling us they may never find out. They may never find out. They may never find out. 
They may never find out. And this was early on in that investigation. I'm like, why? Are they, who's putting that out? Why is that coming out that we're never going to find out? If we're never going to find out, which means nobody gets fired and prosecuted, then you've got to fire the head of the Secret Service. Well, because if you say to me, in this case, if someone said on the inside and I I were to believe them that we're never going to find out, what you're telling me is there's always going to be a cover-up. Yeah. That's why we would never find out. We're very capable of doing very basic investigations here. It's not that hard. But you have to be thorough about it, and you don't want to be thorough. And, you know, just like at the airport where we go through whatever the new machine's called, Mm -hmm. and they can tell you've got something in your pocket. Mm It doesn't matter whether it's metal. They can tell. They can Mm -hmm. see it. Yep. You have anything in your pocket, some small little thing? You ever have a clump of paper, like you you threw your threw your uh, jeans or something in the wash? You left a receipt in there. It's a little ball of paper. Mm-hmm. They catch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, I mean, it's not that hard to to find out in this case. You have only a few possible um, people that that would be responsible here. Only a few. Narrow it down. I'm telling you, though, the timing of it. I mean, you just you sit there and you just shake your head, but you're just asking yourself, why is there no sense of urgency and concern from the White House about security breaches? Because they're trying to build a narrative about about the Secret Service. That's a legit question, which all points to in people's minds. Oh, they're trying to protect Hunter because who 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 else? Are you attempting to protect? Right. Tell me you're not. Why can't you just come out and say this is serious? And when we find when we find out who did this, they will be prosecuted. Or they will be fired a, and they'll be prosecuted. Why can't got they a, say that? You've got a massive hole in in security. In security, one or the other. But still, whoever brought it in will be fired and prosecuted. They mm-hmm. can't even say that. No. Why? It's it's painfully obvious what has happened here. And they don't know how to handle it. Because in your answer, you would be forthcoming. You would be very deliberate in including exactly what you said earlier. We understand the direct correlation that people want to make. Given the addiction concerns of the past. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not what happened here. And the person responsible is going to be found, and we will make sure there is swift justice. And that this will never happen again. And everybody, you can tell everybody in the press card, they're all like, "Why? what are you hiding from us? Right, right. Why can't you just be straightforward and say, here's what we're going to do? Why can't you say, you know, that we expect this to be, why can't the White House say we expect felony law breaking inside the White House to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and we will fire the person who brought this cocaine in. Right. Well, because you can't. Because Hunter. Because it might be Hunter. Right. And even if he tells you, Mom, Dad, it wasn't me, 
uh, we can't believe him. He's an addict. It, something tells Sorry, me they, that's what goes to people's minds. They don't even care if it was him. 86690 Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866 Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. So where this goes will be interesting uh, today and, and, and this week. To have this go this long with, you know, nothing from the Secret Service. Right. Uh, and the response that you have had. And now, you know, he's he's gone to Europe. Yeah. In fact, I uh, was just on Downing Street, the president with uh, the prime minister uh, of Great Britain. And then, of course, the NATO summit on Ukraine. And it's going to be I, I, I expect uh, today, if we do learn anything, it will be uh, the person responsible has been dealt with internally and we will not be telling you their name. Well, since they since they will be facing a felony, because that would be the thing, their name has to become known. If yes, at some point. At some point, right. But they don't have to divulge it today. So if we learn anything, it will be it will be a, a non starter. And if if you're trying to create a scapegoat with somebody else, if if somebody else if Hunter is responsible and they're trying to make it look like somebody else. You're not going to have somebody that's going to want to take a fall for this president on on something like this. They'll never get hired anywhere again. So how do you make that work? I don't know how you make that work. Unless that person is actually responsible. Yeah. You no. can't make it work. No. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? Can <laughs> you pay me more? Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.